Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with DannyMac.com. Brian Walton covers the Cardinals from TheCardinalNation.com. Does an amazing job with the minor leagues, also Major League Baseball. So we're going to get into the Cardinals win last night. What's happening down in the minor leagues? And as always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Great alternative to surgery. Find out how they're doing it. Blue Tail Medical Group, and they'll keep you in the game right now. Hey, Brian, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dan. It's uh, nice to see the Cardinals come back with a win last night after that series in San Diego, isn't it? Man, that was tough to watch. That series was what exactly I think we've all talked about that baseball needs to get away from. They had 26 walks in the series, the most since 1900. So maybe the the right formula to get back on track is to welcome the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates to town. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and let's face it, San Diego's a good team, but they were slowed by COVID. They missed, you know, were missing a number of their star players. And, you know, it was the first opportunity for the Cardinals to sort of get revenge for getting bounced from the postseason. And unfortunately, the pitching, you know, just couldn't find the, couldn't find the strike zone. And uh, as much as uh, Mike Schilt, you know, didn't want the media to continue the narrative, the facts are the facts. And I think uh, President of Baseball Ops, John Mozeliak, was, was much more candid about it uh, before the game yesterday when he said, you know, we simply have to throw strikes, stop the walks. Absolutely. Uh, John Gant did that last night, only allowed one walk. That was a John Gant that we see come out of the bullpen, and that might be his role sooner rather than later. We don't know. Uh, you know, Mike Schilt did indicate that they would go to a six-man rotation still with a lot of games coming up potentially. But in the big picture, I thought John Gant pitched very well last night. You know, I think it was one of his best starts of the year. And as you mentioned, you know, Gant has somehow managed to avoid getting hit with a big inning despite allowing way, way too many base runners. And I just always kind of felt like, you know, the, the other shoe's going to drop at some point. But, you know, to his credit, what may be his last start in the rotation for a while uh, was a very, very positive one and a win that the Cardinals really, really needed. And, you know, of course, what you were referring to is that both Miles Michaelis and Carlos Martinez look to be on track to return to the team perhaps as soon as this weekend. So when they get into this after the Thursday day off, they get into this long stretch of consecutive games again, uh, they could insert both those in the rotation, and one would think that John Gant might be the one to return to the pen at that time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in terms of a minor league outfielder, Scott Hurst, he is on the injured list. Is that correct? That's right. Scott Hurst was injured. I don't know the nature of his injury the other day, but uh, the Cardinals brought Connor Capel back up from Springfield. He had gone down to there because of some injuries down at that level. Chase Pender got hurt. So the Cardinals are a little thin in the outfield right now. Uh, as, as of course, everybody probably knows, Tyler O'Neill went on the injured list yesterday. So St. Louis has only four outfielders on its roster, along with, of course, Tommy Edmond, who can play anywhere, and, and John Nagowski's back. And there's a possibility that we might see John Nagowski play a little left field with O'Neill uh, out of action. Was he doing any of that in the minor leagues when he went back down to rehab? No, he was really playing mostly first base and, and designated hitter. So, uh, you know, I think I think he's more of an emergency outfielder type than necessarily uh, a starting option. Uh, as we saw, Justin Williams got the start last night. Lane Thomas is on the roster as well. And, you know, he certainly has shown in the past that he has the talent, even though both in 2019 and, and uh, 2020, excuse me, in 2021 to date, uh, Lane Thomas hasn't really shown that spark. What have you thought of the Cardinals in general? We're at uh, just past the quarterway point of the season. Just a, a general assessment of where you think this team is at. 
Well, the, the, we knew the starting pitching was going to be the strength of the team, and they've negotiated through a number of injuries. You know, of course, Kim, you know, was was injured for quite a while. Now Martinez and Michaelis, of course, Hudson lost for the year. And so, you know, we've seen guys like uh, Gantt step in and, you know, do a tremendous job, and that depth has really, really paid off for the Cardinals. They've been able to, and of course, Andrew Miller, Jordan Hicks. So, you know, they've had a lot of pitching injuries, but to their credit, they've been able to, to work through it pretty well. I think Johan Oviedo is one who's been a little bit of a disappointment this year after he came up and, and pitched well in his five starts uh, in 2020. And he, you know, he hasn't been necessarily that filling guy. But now if um, Michaelis and Martinez both come back and remain healthy, that's going to be less important for the near term. Man, you have to be thrilled watching Nolan Arenado. He's an MVP candidate. We know we've touted him as being that potentially, and he's living up to that, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. And if you look at his numbers here with St. Louis so far, they're very comparable to his career numbers as a Colorado Rocky. And that's very, very encouraging to those who, you know, still worry about the course field effect. But Arenado's on a, a pace for close to 40 home runs, uh, 115, 120 RBI. And, you know, he's exactly what the doctor ordered for the middle of the lineup. Goldschmidt's playing as well as well. And those two guys are formidable there. Uh, you know, the guys after them in the lineup, they've got to step up. Now, Molina's back. Of course, DeYoung is out. So, you know, they're going to have to, you know, continue to find ways to score runs that aren't driven in by uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado. Yeah, and, and they're going to have to do that. Dylan Carlson loves hitting at home. He was on base three times last night. Tommy Edmond, his third three-hit game of the season. And Harrison Bader has made an adjustment. There's no doubt he is a better hitter currently at the plate. Now, it's a small sample size not striking out nearly as much. We've seen how he settled down the defense. He's among the league leaders defensively in metrics uh, in center field. But that has been a big addition quietly for this club. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that any fans who've watched games uh, closely over the last 45 years when Harrison Bader's up, you just hope that he doesn't fish at those pitches that are down and away. And he's shown much better discipline this year. Tyler O'Neill as well, very, you know, very much in the same situation. You know, hitters knew how to get him out. And now uh, Bader's doing a better job against right-handed pitching, which was the key for him, you know, coming into this year. He's always hit left-handed pitching very well. But he had to pitch right, be credible enough against right-handed pitching that they were comfortable to play him every day. And, you know, again, uh, a tiebreaker is clearly his defense. He also is very good on the bases. So, you know, it's nice to see Harrison Bader step up and, and have a, a solid season. That really helps, you know, that bottom third of the lineup. Brian, let's jump into the minor leagues. We'll start with Memphis. What, what's happening right now with the uh, Memphis Redbirds? Uh, the Memphis Redbirds are, are playing well in spurts. Their pitching has been a little bit behind, but we saw both the infielders, the veteran infielders that were brought in this year, Max Moroff and um, um, Jose Rondon, play well. Uh, drove in a lot of runs, had four home runs each. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise that Moroff got the call to come up, but you know he was much hotter at the time than than uh, Rondon when St. Louis had an opening. Uh, Lars Newtbar, who's an outfielder that we haven't talked much about, up from double-A, uh, hitting over 300, an OPS over 800, winning and doing a nice job as well. And then Connor Capel, who we mentioned, uh, is also playing well. So it's nice to see that the, the, the Redbirds have some, you know, some backup on the offensive side. On the pitching side, I think that the standout clearly has been uh, Matthew Libertor. He's uh, made three starts. His ERA is a little bit high, but he's been very consistent. Um, 14 strikeouts and 17 in the third innings, only four walks. And uh, Zach Thompson, on the other hand, has struggled a little bit more, uh, especially with the walks, and uh, gave up three long balls already. So Thompson, you know, actually 
pitched in one game uh, out of the bullpen as they're trying to figure out how to get him right. But, you know, one of the things that we've looked at for St. Louis is the left-handed relief hasn't been solid this year. And, I, you know, I don't want to say that it's going to happen anytime soon, but if Libertor keeps pitching like this, you know, he could be a guy that the Cardinals could call on in the second half to potentially work out of the pen from the left side versus, you know, going out and, and picking, a, you know, picking up a guy off the scrappy. How are they doing it? Is it a piggyback system primarily with Memphis and the rest of the minor leagues? No, they're mostly running with a five-man rotation, and it's interesting because, as we've talked about before, a big change in the minor leagues this year is a six-game series every Tuesday through Sunday. So, you know, if you go with a regular five-man rotation, what happens is the same starting pitcher pitches game one and then, again, game six. But generally speaking, uh, the Cardinals have gone with five-man. There's a couple of cases where they're running with piggybacks down in Class A, but uh, overall, they're they're going with the more standard rotation. Now, of course, guys aren't pitching in as deep into games, partially because of the fact that most of them, you know, weren't pitching last summer. But also, you know, as we get more and more information on metrics and all, it's much harder for pitchers to pitch that third time through a lineup. And so, you know, there's much more of a proclivity to you know bring in the pen after the fifth by the fifth or sixth inning. How about Double A? What's happening there? Double uh, A Springfield is having a tough time on the field. Uh, they're only two and eleven. Um, and they're, you know, they're having trouble with consistency, frankly. Um, the, the surprise at Springfield is Nick Plummer, who folks may remember was a first rounder about six years ago out of high school, uh, always, you know, had shown the ability to walk, but, but really wasn't much of a hitter. And, you know, he's probably stayed around in the system, frankly, because of his, his first round status. And he's hitting over 300, uh, uh, on base percentage, about 400. And then right behind him is Nolan Gorman, of course, the top hitting prospect in the system, third baseman that we've talked a lot about. He hasn't played second base yet, but, you know, we'll probably see him there in the next few weeks. And the good news about Gorman is, you know, he's now got three extra base hits. He's starting to show a little bit of of extra base hit power early on. The strikeouts are still high, over 30%, but a very, very positive factor in that Nolan Gorman leads the Springfield team with 10 walks. So he, on one hand, is striking out, but he's also showing selectivity at the plate. So, uh, you know, Gorman is in a, in a good place right now. His numbers aren't uh, staggering, uh, 778 OPS, but certainly uh, 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 trending in the right direction. How about Ivan Herrera? Have you seen much of him as you've been able to watch some of these games? Ivan Herrera um, has been, uh, you know, it's hit all along, and everybody knew he was a hitter. His batting average is down this year because the strikeouts are up, but he's been extremely productive at the plate. I uh, had a grand slam in one game. I uh, had leads Springfield with 10 RBI in just 12 games. So, you know, the bat will be the key for Herrera, uh, you know, as he continues to move up. He, he is showing progress defensively as well, and that will be, you know, the measure of how fast Herrera moves. Uh, because he's you know shown at he can handle the double A level at the bat so far. And how about the lower levels beyond double A? Uh, Peoria has had some uh, had some good performances. Alec Burleson, who was a um, comp- uh, compensation round pick last year out of East Carolina, was uh, leading Peoria in RBI, ten RBI in eleven games, four home runs. Uh, did a real nice job there, and they've already moved him up to double A. So Burleson is the first player from last year's draft to. To, to reach double A. Uh, they've had some good starting pitching performances from a young man named Jack Ralston, who came out of UCLA a couple of years ago, uh, 18 strikeouts in 10 and a third innings, uh, looking real nice for Peoria. Uh, Palm Beach, of course, the story there is Jordan Walker, Cardinals first rounder last year, uh, player of the week in his league, the Southeast league is what they call the Florida state league. Now, um, 
the, he has a couple home runs, uh, four doubles, a triple, so a lot of extra base. Half of his hits are for extra bases, which is very encouraging, and uh, an o- OPS of almost 1,200. But the thing that I liked most about Jordan Walker's performance in the first few weeks of the season is that he has 10 walks against nine strikeouts. So a young man, we're talking about an 18-year-old, showing tremendous play discipline and great results. Uh, you know, I don't know if he'll play at that pace, but if he keeps – you know, hitting like that for too much longer, you know, we could see Jordan Walker up in Peoria. Absolutely. And uh, you've seen some of the rules being instituted in the minor leagues. Uh, anything stand out about that early on? No, it's kind of early. You know, I really wish Palm Beach, you know, they have the technology, certainly, because it's the Cardinal Spring Training Park, but they don't show their games on MILB TV. And I'm really, really anxious to see how the automated strike zone, you know, works out in, in practice. And we're not sure which games are using it and which they aren't, but the technology is there in those spring training parks. So that's the rule that I'm most interested in. You know, it's kind of hard to tell, like, you know, the base being three inches bigger, uh, you know, it's hard to assess watching a game, how much that matters, but that'll be more of, for example, a measure to see how not only the the rate of stolen bases, but the success rate of stolen bases to see if they're, they're impacted by that. The whole, you know, clock speed up the the pitchers and the batters that's really kind of all in the background and seems to be working well just the fact that they know that there are limits and you know it does sort of speed the games up Uh, at least it's not obvious that they're dragging absolutely and i'll wrap it up with this what's happening right now at thecardinalnation.com well the cardinal nation has a, a, a group of local reporters at each of the games all the, all the ballparks, and, and once the complex league gets going in Jupiter, we'll have a, a reporter on the backfields there as well. So we have a daily report, a weekly report for each of the teams each day. So on uh, on Tuesday, we have the report from Palm Beach. Uh, today will be Peoria, Springfield on Thursday, Memphis on Friday. So in-depth news information from those ballparks. The other thing that I want to tell folks about, that those of you who listen to our uh, podcast every week, today I'm going to have a special on the Cardinal Nation Prospect Guide, 259 pages detailed on dozens of Cardinals prospects. If you, anyone who listens today and signs up for the, either the PDF version or the printed book version, I will rebate you 10% off the purchase price. And that's today only, Wednesday, um, May 19th. And I'm doing it to celebrate the tax day because, of course, <laughs> Monday was a, the deadline. We all had to uh, come to terms with the IRS. I like it. Tax day, Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. It all ties in. You know, it all ties in. Uncle Sam's going to get it. You know that. You got that right. <laughs> Brian Walton is always with us every Wednesday here on the website, scoopswithdannymack.com. Does great work at thecardinalnation.com. Make sure you try it out. Uh, subscribe, and you'll find out all the latest news on the minor leagues, the preeminent authority on Cardinal Minor League Baseball. Hey, Brian, thanks so much, and we'll catch up on Wednesday. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. And as always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. See more at bluetailmedicalgroup.com.